Hey Siri, play Corrupt. We can freak it. Not, not you. Wrong person. Hey, Google. Play corrupt. We can freak it. Too many people around here, Mike. <laughs> Too many people around here. We can freak it by corrupt. By corrupt. Little West Coast life. You know what I'm saying? You did it the same way. There we go. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? What's going on? You know what I said? I said, what's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Please step right in. Step right in. Have a seat. Get ready for the show. Please have a seat and get ready for the show. All right. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Welcome back, y'all. It is your man, Cashmere, California. This is the Pod is Good podcast episode 16. Man, I need to get some sound effects in this so I can 16 something. Some kind of celebration for 16. 16, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm happy to have y'all here. I appreciate you. Please step on in. The train is leaving soon. We are going on a ride tonight, as always. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Tuning in, whether you're tuning in live, whether you're tuning in in the future, looking back retroactively at what were people talking about back then? What was going on in 2023 that's so interesting? That I should care. What was it? Let me make sure my mic is good. I don't feel like my mic is. Can y'all hear me okay out there? Am I am I all right? Anybody that's watching, please jump in the chat. Let me know. Is my volume good? What's going on, Ke- What's going on, Keegan Midas? <laughs> the way of the Shaolin. <laughs> How you doing, sir? How you doing? Welcome. 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 Uh, can you hear me okay? Let me know if everybody can hear me okay. I just want to make sure my guest tonight is on his way. It's on his way. Another uh, incredible show that I know you all are going to enjoy. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, man, how do we settle into this? How do we get in the groove? So, First off, my next guest I met here in Los Angeles. I've lived in Los Angeles for quite some years now. And one thing I will say about LA, I've met some very talented people, but not always great individuals, if that makes sense. Like talent is one thing. Like you can exist in your talent and be well-versed in it. You could be well-studied in it. You could be well-rehearsed in it. But then once your talent is not necessary and people are dealing with the individual, then you trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, no other, no better way to put it. You just, you just trash. You realize maybe that's why you're so good at your craft because ain't nobody really want to kick it with you like that. You didn't really have no girls around you. Guys always felt you was fake. So your circle was small, which left you a lot of time to focus and hone on your honing your craft. Rarely do you find somebody that is incredibly honed in on their craft, and they're also a very incredible individual and a human being. And that's what this guy is. He is he has definitely made it into my uh, small circle of individuals that I feel like I can trust. 
not only on a professional level, but a personal level. I know his family. He knows mine. We've been to um, celebrate birthdays with one another. So I, I call him my friend, though I met him in a professional music setting. So I won't go any further. We'll get into his story and our story and all of that as we, you know, when he gets into the studio. So I do want to ask everybody, anybody listening, hopefully this hasn't happened yet. But if you're listening to this now or anytime in the next 72 hours, there is a mega fight coming, y'all. And my boxing fans know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a mega fight. The biggest boxing match since Mayweather and, and that little Filipino boy. Since him. Well, maybe Mayweather and that Irish boy. Maybe. Maybe. Let's just say it this way. The biggest fight that ain't got Mayweather in it. How about that? The biggest fight in a long time without Floyd Mayweather is coming to Las Vegas, Nevada. I believe. Hold on. Are they Las Vegas or Texas? You know what? They might have went to Texas because he was talking about wanting to do this for Dallas. You know what? I'm, let me look into that. So don't quote me on the last part. Quote me on the fact that there is a fight. Don't quote me on the whereabouts of that exact event. My man, Errol Spence Jr. is about to share the dance with Terrence Crawford. <laughs> Big Fish versus Bud. Who do y'all got? Who do y'all got? What are we? Come on. This is, a, this is that kind of fight. No disrespect. Let me not disrespect Pacquiao like that. Or McGregor like that. I'm, I'm, I'm messing around. No, no disrespect. Don't come after me. This is the kind of fight that when people talked about Pacquiao, Mayweather, it needs to happen now. It needs to happen now. Don't wait so long. Floyd picks his fights. You know, all of that. Floyd haters. I'm not a Floyd hater. I think Floyd is a goat, right? And, and when I say goat, I don't mean he's literally the best because I may have to give it to Sugar Ray. Not Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard. Though Sugar Ray Robinson was a beast as well. But there, there are some other fighters that I personally would put at the top of my list. But I give him the GOAT status because he's undefeated. And it ain't like he's fighting bums. I mean, people know boxing. Boxing, you can make it up to like, come on, like 17 and 0, 14 and 0, like fighting bums like that's just kind of how boxing goes right but once you start breaking like the into the 30s undefeated yeah <laughs> yeah now we're talking some 40s whoa you you setting yourself apart my man mayweather that made it into the 50s and y'all still don't want to give him his credit i don't understand i don't understand the man has, what else can he do? Maybe that's why he quit. Because he's like, bro, 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 what, what else can I do? What else can I do? All right, so let me pull up while I'm waiting. Uh... There, there my guy go. While I'm waiting on him, um, actually, before, we, before he jumps in, I want to say 
Uh, I wanted to see if I could pull up tail of the tape just so we can compare the two. This is for any boxing fans that are out there that are looking forward to the, the, the massive spectacle of an event that's about to happen this Saturday. That you heard me right. This Saturday, if 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 you if you've been living under a rock or you just don't care about boxing, um, this is one of the biggest anticipated fights of all time. Of all time. And I was I was gonna pull up teller the tape, but I don't want to have my guests waiting. You know, I don't do that. You know, we we ain't we ain't we respect our guest times here. Uh here at the, the the pod is good podcast and so i gave a brief introduction to my guy earlier um just to reiterate for anyone that's just joining in i met this guy in los angeles he is a consummate professional he's a music genius he's an entrepreneur and he's one of the few people that i met that not only is incredibly honed in on his skill set and his craft, but also just a down-to-earth, genuine person. And I'm pretty sure he'll echo that sentiment um, as far as the people that he meets. It's hard to meet people in the Los Angeles, Hollywood, dream-seeking energy of a city and also connect with like just really good, wholesome people. It's difficult. Doesn't happen all the time. It really doesn't. You, you, you're blessed if you find a couple. And here's one that I found. My guy making his way to the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome my friend, 7A Bailey. Yo, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Pod is good. All the time. All the time. Pod is good. Yes, what's going on with you, my guy? Man, everything's good, man. You looking great, man. How's everything? Man, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying to keep up with people like you. That's all. Man, you got some hair, uh, you so know? I got to keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> what you <doing? laughs> I'm actually about to shut it down, man. My son. So my son came to me and was like, Dad, let's grow our hair. Okay. And I'm like, all right. I'll, okay, I'll grow with you. So we start growing our hair, right? Yeah. Hair's growing, getting longer. I'm like, all right, what we what we doing? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, well, tell me something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Talk to me. Tell me something. And then I come home one day, and my wife has twisted all his hair up. So now he looking clean, and I'm just out here. I'm yeah. like, so, so we just this is what we doing. Yeah. Dad is dad's alone now. <laughs> so, Dad looking like so, a struggle bun. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got to figure my life out, oh, you got but, uh, <laughs> but you know, he clean though. So, you yeah, know, so yeah, yeah. So, sure. how's, how's man? man? Everybody's good. You know, my daughter, shout out to, uh, Hannah Bailey. She's, uh, killing it right now at, um, SF state doing her thing. Oh, nice. Really enjoying, uh, school. She's going to do, uh, <clears throat> sports medicine and, um, she's doing kinesiology with a minor in, um, in uh eastern west eastern medicine um mm. and then also she's going to get her doctorate shortly thereafter in um physical therapy so man salute yeah salute 
Yeah. That's awesome, man. Congrats to you too. Man, thanks. And then you know what I'm saying that's that's an extension of the of Pops. That's an extension of Pops too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Jacob's doing well. Um, uh, he's 12, about to be 13 in September. Um, killing in soccer. Um, really looking forward to uh, oh, yeah. what he's doing. Um, man, he's just a great Love kid. It. He growing up, man. Growing up, yeah, man. And uh I think last time I saw him was on his it was either his eighth or ninth birthday, yep, I feel like. Yep. Yeah. Some, something right around there. Yeah. How's JR doing? Yeah. I know he big than a mug. Dude, it's crazy. Like he <laughs> looks like the last time I saw JR. Oh, yeah. It's like 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 they 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 in the same space now. Yeah. Well, work, you know yeah. what I mean? And um the, the girls, they good. Yeah, you know, yeah. my my oldest, she's Ezra, right? She's she's yeah, Ezra yeah. seems like Seems like she a teenager already. I'm like, slow yeah. down. How old is she? She's nine. She'll be oh, ten okay. in uh, September. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah she she on the hills. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> Try, trying to catch up. Mm, giving her mama all the problems. <laughs> all of them. All of them. They just pass it on to me. Right. So so I, I see I see Seven Bay. Yeah. And I know we had a conversation about this a while back, and we're gonna get into that. Okay. We're gonna get in that because I know you're further along in that journey. Yeah, yeah. And so about it. you know, I probably still got the same exact questions I had last. No, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I do want to bring people into who seven is because mm -hmm. I feel like when we got together, it, we just immediately clicked on music and boom, we were off to the races. Yep. But I never sat down to really like get your story how did you get to where you're at where did you come from who inspired you like tell me let, let's kind of walk through seven story a little bit um so yeah for me um goodness uh born in compton <laughs> um raised on the east coast -O -O yeah yeah raised, yeah raised on the east coast uh, spent a lot of time on the east coast brooklyn um so i went from ghetto to hood okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then from hood to ghetto. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was good. Um, very grounding. Um, through my experiences, you know, got a chance to um, live the bicoastal life. Got to travel. Um, was a professional soccer player, uh, professional drummer. So being able to tour and see the world was something. That, you know. It's, what we call what they call black kids you know we yeah. don't get to see that you know um yeah, yeah. so so having that experience was was really big uh in helping me to to round out who i was i did a lot of production starting off growing up you know i was working with the murder ink camp um talib quali and yasin bay um and uh you know just growing yeah. up and maturing um loving music trying to fit find my way in there i was rapping too <laughs> hello uh yeah hello. No, all right so hold on that. i know we got a lot of i know we got a lot of music talk and i yeah, definitely yeah. want to hear i definitely want to hear some raps before the end of this but i didn't know about soccer which i guess makes sense because your son plays soccer yeah yeah, yeah. so hold yeah. on hold on so mm -hmm. this must have been Tell, tell me tell me your soccer history uh so i started at seven um okay. and you know we be killing like 
that's why they try to keep us out of every sport. You know, they try to Facts. keep us out of golf. Tiger Woods. <laughs> try to keep us out of hockey. I can't name the dude, but you know, we killing in hockey yeah, too. They, we actually, yeah. fun fact, we actually created hockey. Fun fact. Um, what? That's not a that's not a white person sport. It was actually I can't think of the Indian the the uh, Indian name of of it, but it started in Canada. <clears throat> and uh it was um it was us that started hockey first and then um it started well, in the well, field hold on. What, what is this what is this accent i'm hearing hockey what is that it was yeah. hockey I, i'm hearing this <laughs> you're not saying hockey you're saying hockey i'm like <laughs> yeah. sometimes you know sometimes new york come out and you know <laughs> Yeah. Little little Brooklyn, little Brooklyn borough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, but, it, is um, it James Creighton? Uh oh, you talking about the professional player now? No, it says the development of the modern version of organized hockey, ice hockey played as a team sport is often credited oh. to James Creighton. Uh, I don't know who James Creighton is, but the original hockey was played in the field uh, before it went to ice. Hmm. Uh, it, and it was originated by um, a Moorish Indian uh, group that was, it was in between, I think it was in Canada. Um, I have to look it up and find it, find it for you specifically. But yeah, um, wow. yeah, that's where hockey started. So again, what I'm getting at, even with golf, all the things, basketball, you know, um, all of the things they've always tried to keep us out of. Right, right. Because of how well we play. But uh, I got in soccer at seven, and I was terrorizing them little white kids, pink people. <laughs> I was terrorizing them before, uh, you know, before um, before I was 10, and I was on club. Then they moved me to club, and that yeah. was it. From club, it was protein to protein to protein to protein. Um, wow. Played overseas, played in uh played in the uk played in uh spain played in brazil played in uh germany mexico uh italy um yeah and then i played here you were dominant yeah so i still play now a little bit um play with like ex-pros and college players and stuff like that so all right so you you hit it on the head by saying that they don't try to let us in uh, to some of these sports, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. performing at a high level, like it sounds like you were, you experienced some level of racism, some pushback, some oh, yeah. Yeah. something. So, you know, give us some stories. You know, tell, tell me. Um, a the a funny thing is, is that uh, I was always asked. Um, gosh, every time I was on the field, it was like, so, um, what part of Africa are you from? And I'd be like, what, what you mean what part of Africa I'm from? Well, you playing soccer. Black people don't play soccer. And I was just like, uh, wow. Okay. So I was always the only wow. I was always the only melanated child on the team. Always. I mean, we had um there was Mexicans on the team, but I was the always the only darkest melanated person on the team. Like we all my teams, all my pitchers. I mean, except for we move up into the pros, but like all my all my all my team photos, it's just like pink people, brown people, 
and then me. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, <sighs> and and that's just yeah. what it was. But to you, during that time, I mean, I know when you got older, it felt a way. Maybe looking back at it, but in during that time, did it just feel like it just is what it is, or did it? Did you feel awkward or out of place? I put you like this. It wasn't until I got overseas that I realized we are only, we're really only niggas in the United States. Mm. like everywhere else we are people of affluence we're people of interest we're people of accountability and i'm not saying we're not that here i'm just saying just not perceived as that we're not perceived as that yeah. um and so it's it's so bad it was so bad um overseas of the perception of what they called the black man, you know, the black people in um in the United States. <clears throat> that's the reason why, in my opinion, that's the reason why during that time there was so much contrast and pushback as to what the difference was between an African from Kenya and an African American from the United States. Oh. I ain't no African American. I'm an I'm an African from Kenya. Or I'm from right. you know not you know I'm from you know South Africa, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh I remember this uh, one of my good friends, she's uh South African. She was like, Yeah, I'm actually more African than you are. And I was like, You're absolutely right. <laughs> she's from South Africa. Right. I'm from America. I'm not African at all. <laughs> so it, but it's it like what was, what is that though? Like what is what does that even mean? I'm more African than you are. Like I, I don't I've never heard somebody use something like like i'm you know i'm more californian than you i'm well, more canadian than you yeah 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 well a lot of it had to do a lot of it has to do with the misnomer and the misdirection of classification you know mm -hmm. classification so um i always tell my students you know because i teach as well i always tell my students i was like you know, I, I'm I'm pro whatever you want to be. You like it, I love it. It don't bother me uh, at all. Um, whatever, but I always, whatever you want to, you know, you want you want to be a they or them, uh, a he or she, whatever it is you want to be. That's your choice. That's not my problem or my concern. I'm gonna support you in the ways that I can to be, um, you know, um, to be loving, love. And love has no color. It has no, it has no um, specificity. Specificity? How specificity. Yeah, specificity. I've I, I been I be struggling with that one, too. Specificity. Yeah, yeah. I've been working yeah. on that. We're working on that. <laughs> Man. I've been yeah, playing but... in my headphones when I go to sleep. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So again, it's like, I, t I tell my students all the time, I was like, listen, here's the one thing we can always agree on. I said, so you can choose to be gay, lesbian, them, they, queer, whatever. So the one thing that is never ever gonna change is the color of my skin. Now I could walk in here and, hey y'all, how y'all doing? My name is Kwan, right? I can do all of that. And you can get the full idea of of me being gay but the first thing that you see if i don't walk in in any kind of way is my skin color mm. and i said i said at any point a man 
will be a man and straighten up when he has to. If there's Damn. something that is threatening his life, <laughs> there will be a point where in their mind they will say, uh, I really need to think about this. Yeah. And I I have to. So it so at the point of at the point of where we're at right now, I think it's 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 tough because the agenda of the pushed agenda has really smothered the has really smothered our quest for reparations if you will you know which mm. is a whole nother conversation you know it's true, just true. you know um but again it just gets into one thing that can never change is my skin my skin can never change i if i get a scratch on my eyebrow it'd be pink but in a few days, it's going to be brown again. <laughs> That's what ain't, it is. Ain't changing. It. it is what it is. What it so is. there are certain things you can choose, and there are certain things you don't get to choose. And mm. the way I get here with my skin complexion is the way I get here with my skin complexion. And that was the choice that was made between my parents, which wasn't given to them, which was made by their parents. And, and then on top of that, I'm not born heterosexual, homosexual. I'm not born nothing. I'm just, I'm born. I'm a bank. I'm a blank slate with a soul. That's it. And mm. I have certain things that, that are hereditary that I learn about. And if not taken into account or help helped with in growth, they can become problems or issues or concerns or what have you. Um, but all of that is learned behavior. It's experience. It's all a learned behavior. There's, it's an experience, and how we live our lives. We're here to remember. We're here to remember. We're we're on a journey to remember, and so everybody's choosing what they want to remember. Everybody's choosing what flavor of the week it is, and everything like that. But there are a few things that you can't change and there's a few things that no matter how hard you want to be get away from it there are certain things that they that they can't that just can't be changed and i think that is one of the biggest agendas is confusion right now just all throughout you know our our daily lives into music into you know jobs into pay into the home life it's it's a whole big confusion now you don't you know i'm walking around with a beard don't call me him call me her okay <laughs> hold on <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i i know y'all can hear this is why this is my guy and while we have some of the best <laughs> conversations i asked him about racism and soccer when he was playing overseas and we are now into <laughs> the agenda of confusion i love it oh, let's man. go so yeah <laughs> But so, I mean, you said something. Hold on. You said something that was very interesting that I don't think I've ever heard anybody approach this whole gender conversation mm -hmm. from that angle. Yeah. The, the conversation is always, were you born like this or is this a choice? But yeah. you said basically nobody's born like anything. No, you're born as a soul you don't have a yep. heterosexual a homosexual a queer there's no guiding driving force to your gender or sexuality or whatever the the proper terms are mm -hmm. you are 
a a flesh and bones life breathed into you by God yeah. and a soul. And then from there, your experiences shape your direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that I have seen personally, I've watched and experienced personally. Like I've seen it um, from my cousins or my friends or like I have gay friends. I have lesbian friends i have transgender friends like i can name them give you phone numbers like this ain't no game like these are real right, people right. to me That's... and it's it, it ain't no it i don't i don't hate on them i don't talk bad about them we actually sit and have conversations and, and, and real talk yeah. and and the one thing that i always say is i i feel for you i think it's nobody wants to choose to be gay and black let that mm. sink in Nobody yeah. wants to choose to be gay and black or gay and lesbian or I mean uh lesbian and you know black <laughs> like sorry gay and lesbian woo <laughs> hey it's coming <laughs> All right it's coming. it's coming soon coming soon to, to a theater near you to a it's coming near you right <laughs> but I mean think about it as 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 a chosen people who's been lost for mm. so long and still trying to figure there? it out we're going there it yeah it's it's um to then choose to be you know or accept to be you know lesbian or queer whatever it is that you choose it's oh. it's already hard enough it, that's why i always tell my students like you know make good choices treat people right you know um and and what I have experienced, looping it all back together, what I've experienced as an athlete is you're only as good as they need you. You're only as good as they need you. Um, what I mean is you're, you don't, like LeBron James don't walk around with a color until he's no longer needed. Then he's black, right? Right now, his, his color is green. Right now, his color is money. His color is, because in any situation, money money is going to answer, you know, money is going to answer that call. So, you know, if it's, a, if it's an issue, I don't like black people type of thing, as soon as he offer you a certain amount of money that you ain't used to, you're like, I don't even see color. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, crazy rich Asians is crazy rich Asians is is a and the reason why I say that is just it 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 there's a movie called Crazy Rich Asians, and at the very beginning, they walk in. I don't forgive me. I don't know exactly what type of Asian they are, uh -huh. um, but they walk into this white only place, and the the guy who uh, who's the manager is like hey we don't serve your kind we don't have no rooms here for you guys well we have reservation well that's before we knew it was you this is what they're telling them she calls her wow. husband who is a multi-billionaire the husband calls whoever owns the building buys the building from them and then <laughs> the former owner calls them and says hey um you need to let them in and he, he's apologizing and like oh my gosh i i mean i didn't know who you were it's like mm, but you saw my skin first you yeah. saw who they saw her skin first so 
a lot of it is, you know, as an athlete, we were given certain privileges, certain passes. Um, it's a little bit of an issue for for some of us that come straight from the hood, from the ghetto with no money. I came from a middle class family, lower lower end middle class family. But just what I mean by that is, is we wasn't on the county, which nothing wrong with that. We weren't on the county. Um, at the same time, we wasn't rolling at all either. Right, right, right. We was just right <laughs> above, like we was just sitting right on top, like we just. Right there. My dad made a little bit too much money to get the wick, <laughs> you know, or get the you know get the snap card or the, at that time the food snaps stamps. So yeah, yeah. Um, so what I'm getting at is is we I never really had that experience of being wealthy, um, as a child, but I knew how money worked. I understood how money worked because my parents were very instrumental in that space. A lot of us don't get that opportunity. And as athletes, we immediately jump into million dollars coming from zero dollars. And yeah. then you have a bunch of people around you that are used to zero dollars or negative dollars. <clears throat> and so um, through that experience, we've given we're being given so many opportunities and it's passes and excuses and stuff like that to kind of just be an athlete. And some people don't handle it right. Uh, some people don't handle it the right way at all. Um, and then growing up as a growing up and becoming an athlete, we dealt with um, for me, it was always I was African until they found out I was from, you know, the US. And then it was, oh, he's American. He doesn't really understand. Hmm. Um, because again, a lot of our perception, outside perception of us is that, you know, at for a long time, we were the, we were the smaller country holding the biggest stick, like make no mistake. United States is not that big compared to a lot of these other countries, but we, at the same time, we, we've profited so much off of free labor. We're talking about 200 years, two to 300, 200 and something years um, of free labor. This so, is true. Okay, hold on. Mm. So, so <clears throat> I got to slow walk this because you you handed out a lot of information that uh I I, I didn't know. So, <laughs> so you okay? So you you grow up, you know, right right there above the threshold, mm -hmm. right? You know, your family is like it's it's like the froth on top of the espresso, right? right? Like right, 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 just <laughs> sitting right there. Um, you go to the pros. Mm -hmm. You get? You, did you get a big contract to go to the pros? Yeah, yeah, got paid well. Got paid so, well. so now when you come back home, to hold on. First off, do you come back home to Compton or you come back home to Brooklyn? I came back to Compton. You came back to Compton. Okay. Yeah. You come back yep. to Compton, and now you you know you you a little different now. I mean you know yeah. bank account wise, experience yeah. wise, exposure yeah. wise, right? Yeah. How does that affect you when you start going back to your day ones, people that you knew? What are those relationships uh, feel from that? Well, here's the thing. I've always been a giver. <clears throat> um, that's just always been me. I'm a Capricorn. I've always been a giver. So that's never been an issue with sharing, even from when I was away, you know, uh, inviting relatives or cousins or whatever to come and just hang out. Hey, never been outside the country. Most of them didn't come because 
they didn't have no passport. <laughs> right. So, right. so I mean, coming back, it wasn't like I was filthy rich, but I was making good money. And I think what the what it was is I was always willing to share whatever I had. I was sharing. Um, yeah. The cool thing was is that my family knew, for the most part, they knew that um, I wasn't gonna be gullible. Like I'll help you out, but I wasn't gonna just give it to you, and that's it. <clears throat> so it's like, well, what do you want to do? What is it? How can I help you do something? What is it that you want to do? I'm working on my mixtape. Okay, cool. Who's who's doing the beats, or do you have this, or do you have that? And I would try to help them organize whatever it is, and then put you know money into it and say, okay, I can do this or I can do that. And then some people. I was only, and I'm still this way. I'm only willing, I only give away what I'm willing to never get back. So if you ask me for $500 and I got it, I'll give it to you. I'm not expecting to ever get it back because um, that's just not the way things work. Like even what I'm going to pay you back, I'm gonna, it's cool, but that's just not the way things work. You never give anything that you're not willing to. Uh, that you're always looking back. for yeah to never get back so yeah. yeah so i mean it was a difference it wasn't a it wasn't adjustment but a lot of my family you know um we're okay like um <clears throat> they would call and they would ask and they'd come over to hang out and stuff and um but they were always respectful like my family's always been very respectful in that space like it never was you know hands out it was always just like you know, hey, cuz, what can I do? How can I be down? Can you help me with? I'm trying to do this, and I would try to help them out in that space. So that's kind of more of what so it was for me. That. Yeah. So what, what what would you say if you don't mind sharing? What was the largest amount of money that you? I'm not going to say gave that you invested into someone, and what was it for, and why were you willing to invest that amount? Um, man. So I'll tell you about the time I got burned. I'll put to you like this. I've given away and I mean this and I don't really talk about this. Like, this is the most talking you'll ever, you know, get out of me. <laughs> because again, I'm not and those of y'all that are watching be like, whatever. But honestly, like, I'm oh, not no, I know him. He's not lying. I know. I'm him. not this dude. Like, I'm not that dude. Um, I've been very blessed and very fortunate, um, very favored in my life. I've I've probably given away about a million dollars, mm. like, and and that's like from, you know, something here, something there. Um, let me do this. Let me do that. Like, right. I've probably given away about a million dollars, or I would say if if it if it wasn't a million dollars in cash, it was definitely not, it was definitely a million dollars in value <laughs> like for sure right that so, i knew some time that here knew. some money here some connections yeah. there some yeah, effort. Yeah, yeah yeah all that yeah, all yeah. that and i mean like not not on some like counting it but like on some right. real connect like real connections like you actually got bread out of this or i actually gave you bread out of this or you got an opportunity out of this that was direct nothing like oh i'm gonna hook you up with somebody else that's gonna hook you up with somebody else that's gonna hook you up with somebody else so right right it was just always um 
it was always just a, it's always been that when I had an opportunity um, to give, I did. And, and, and I've been taken, I've honestly, I've been taken advantage of. And at the same time, I wasn't paying attention. Like I wasn't, I was saving, like I got stuff to show for it. Um, at the same time, I wasn't necessarily being, I wasn't, I wasn't being a great steward or a good steward of what I've been blessed with. So I've been a lot better. Yeah. I've been a lot better with that. Um, as of now, a way lot better with that now. Um, when you kind of start, I didn't, I didn't, I had only had my daughter, money was coming in. I wasn't really tripping. Right, right. Of and course. Uh, as you get older, you realize, like, man, if I had done this and I would have done that, it would it wouldn't have mattered, right. you know, that I clucked right. off that money. I still had this and I still had that, which I didn't do bad. I don't have what I, I don't have any regrets. Like, um, and that's good. I mean, every everybody, I guess, has a time that they spent money on something or gave money to somebody and they didn't really get everything that they wanted back from it. Because sometimes you don't want the money. You just want to see that person actually do that thing. Sometimes yeah, that person is yeah, close to yeah. you, and it's like even if they fail, you're like, but just I see the light the in your eyes, like yeah. at least go for it. Yeah. So, yeah. so w- was there ever a time? Because uh, I was there ever a time that you felt like, man, I, I'm not, I don't regret investing in that person, mm-hmm. but the outcome of it had you like, I, I, that didn't help you at all. No, that was great. That's a great question. In all honesty, this is what I've learned in my investments. There's very few people who are really ready for what they asking for. Very few, very few people are very, really ready for what they're asking for. Bruno Mars is a great writer. He's a great artist. Now Bruno Mars, he messed up his first round. Like he did. He messed up his first round. And he was very blessed and fortunate to get in a second time. <clears throat> and a lot, he's done such a, a lot of people don't know that. But he's done a great job in in his second round, which I commend him for. But I, I think where the where the real story comes in is is that first opportunity that he had he wasn't ready for and a lot of people you know don't get second chances and and, um don't make the most out of their second chances so i think for me uh i've helped so many artists financially are you saying you you put on bruno mars is that what is that what no 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 i ain't saying that was that the same way like no he ain't do nothing with that money (laughs) Nah. nah but i mean there's a couple artists that i've put time in and and I don't think they was ready like um you know there's a Latin artist that I worked with regional Mexican music regional Mexican music look oh, at I, me. Remember that. Regional, I remember that regional Mexican music banda Nortano like I yeah. don't do that stuff like that's not yeah. my regular and but I know the business and you know the artist was a great artist just needed an opportunity but he wasn't ready he was not ready. He was not ready. And and the proof is in he's still still working to get in. And it's like, 
bro, this should have already been and happened. You had every opportunity. We put you in every place that we could. More money is not the answer. Is are you ready? Yeah. Is the for the opportunity that presents itself and and a lot of artists. I just use that as an example. There's a lot of artists that and and a lot of people that I've helped that just wasn't ready. Um, <clears throat> they had a good idea, but weren't really ready. Even me when I when I got money and I had ideas, um, I wasn't necessarily ready for for those opportunities and um um. The one thing I can say now is how you get ready is how you practice and how you prepare, how you write, um, how you meditate, um, the hours you spend working on your craft. Like those are all things that get you ready so that when, you know, that that opportunity presents itself, you don't miss those shots. You don't miss those opportunities. Um, <clears throat> I could tell you right now some of the stuff I've been working on you know, are, is only because of, because of shooting the shots and practicing, um, and failing. Like I failed miserably <laughs> from marriage to school, to sports, to, you know, everything. And, and, um, getting it all, having an opportunity to come back from all of that is like, God is great um yeah. you know Allah is merciful however you want to put it it's yeah it, it's it's a it's a it's a blessing to be able to 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 be here and and to have this opportunity so yeah now do you because I was just talking to one of my guys from uh <clears throat> from uh St. Louis he lives in Chicago mm -hmm. now yeah and we were talking about how we're both from Missouri and I was yeah. telling him I've always felt like an issue that plagued me mm -hmm. on becoming an artist is like when you come from a small town, you are um, raised with certain um, morals of like, you know, humility and, you know, not being not bragging about yourself. being yeah. You know what I mean? Like kind of almost tempered down a little bit. Like yeah. so even when you feel like you're the dopest in the room it's hard for you to come across like that, which a lot of times Hollywood, when they're looking for money to spend, they're looking for that person that has that electric, like I'm it, like don't look yeah. at anybody else. The buck stops here. And yeah. he was saying the same thing. Like, man, there's been plenty of times where I walked away. Like, I wish I could have not sounded like, Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I do my thing. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'm out there. Instead of yeah. sounding like, I wish I could have sounded more affirming to someone listening yeah, have you yeah. run into that with with certain artists where you're like yo i see it in you but there's there's that thing that you you just can't break out break through that glass um yeah uh man so a lot of that yes i've dealt with that quite a bit um and it's a fine line because you think about p diddy um p diddy is on the other spectrum he's loud and gonna let you know you right. know and then at the same time you have somebody like dame dash who is just as loud as p diddy at the same time he's he's basically coming off of 
he understands he has a clear he has a clear direction where p diddy is playing the game he's being loud he's he's playing the game he's doing what he got to do to stay in you got dame dash who's like calling out calling him out like he's telling the truth he's hitting him over the head he's he's not taking you know no prisoners but they both equally loud they both equally you know going at it and um i just think it's important how you do it and then you got people like jay Jay jay-z who's he's smooth with it like He's he dropped bars. He let you know, and every now every now and then he'll say something that you know, like really gives you an that's over your head or, or gives you an idea of what level he's on. Um, so there's these there's levels to it. There's levels to it, and and I think the biggest thing with artists is that L.A. has taught us that you have to be you have to fake it till you make it. That I hate that. Oh, I gotta I fake it. it till I make it. That yeah. is some of the most trash ever. Because the thing is, this you practice to make perfect. You don't yeah. fake it to make perfect. You practice to make perfect. So if right. you practice in it, then it, you are doing it. <clears throat> and as you're doing it, you become build up more reps, and then you become that what you are putting your time in to be. Whereas some people are living on credit cards to try to connect they bought this car but they live in apartments and then this car they bought the car and they live in these apartments but these apartments is in this area and they living from check to check and they buying all these clothes and but like they're not happy they're they're upset they're angry they're trying to find their they're really trying to find themselves in all of these different parties and rooms and situations and then they look up and they still chasing a tail um that's a lot of la story a lot of the homeless people in la the young homeless people came out here from uh somewhere else with a dream like i'm gonna be an actor an actress and la will chew you up turn you inside out bend you over take full advantage of you turn you right literally inside out turn you right back turn your inside right side in and right. then put you back out there and you don't know which way to go you don't know where which way is up you don't know which one is left and a and lot of people with, get, it's, it's almost like the lottery like yes you can almost <laughs> almost like equivocate it to the lottery what yeah. the lottery what they said if, if if they put on television all the people that lost the lottery yeah they could they could flash us one second of one person for every second of a whole year yeah. yeah and and show you just showing you people that lost but they don't do that they show you that one person that mm-hmm. won and everybody chases that and so it's the same with hollywood hollywood will tell yep. you about jim carrey sleeping in his car and now he's a mega movie star so right. now you're thinking oh i'm gonna go sleep in my car if i have to and next thing you know you've been in your car for 28 years like right Right. It ain't gonna Still happen. Chasing. <laughs> Still chasing. But see, that's another thing too, is like is is being honest with yourself and realizing, like for me, I was a professional drum. I am a professional drummer, I should say. I was more active earlier on, but that was also because 
during a time where parents were coming in, my parents didn't believe you could make money playing drums or being a musician, not like the way I was making money. They didn't think that was possible. And I mean, I wasn't making crazy money. There were guys making way more money. They didn't see that as a possibility. They didn't understand that you can make money touring around the world playing drums. That's a right. possibility. Right. So now you have parents that are my age and or in their 50s that are more open and more liberal with their children. So they give them the time to operate in their gifts. So you got 11 year olds and 12 year olds all because of YouTube and making the world shrink. You got these young kids that don't have nothing to do all day, but play an instrument. And then here it is, I've been in the game 20 plus years. I'm still not at the top of the food chain. I'm still trying to work my way up. And I have kids who are 19, 20, just fresh out of high school. And they'll do the, they'll do the same gig that I would get paid $5,000 a week or $3,000 a week for whatever it was. They'll do it for $1,500. Easy. I'll do it $1,500. And they killing. I can't even argue with it. They killing. They've had all the time in the world to work on their craft. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's I'm not complaining. But it's fair. It's like it's right. unfair, but it's fair. Right. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying these are when at some point you got to realize, like, yo, I'm not as cute as I used to be. My titties is hanging down a lot lower. Uh so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it as a top model. You know, right. I gotta start thinking about you know. You better start auditioning for that auntie role. <laughs> right, I gotta start doing the auntie role. So it's stuff like that that you. I'm not saying you kill your dream. You just your dream as you go, and that's one of the things Absolutely. I think for me. You know, I I am I'm a director of a program. It's Camp Amp, um, director Camp of a program. Amp. Yeah, Camp Amp. We'll be doing it again uh, next year. Two in California, two in Texas, uh, DC, Louisiana, uh, and Vegas and Atlanta. Okay. Um, okay. And all we're doing is, and the reason I bring this up, not the plug, is no please we, plug, please plug. We, we need take to hear seven. This. We take seven to eight year olds, seven to eighteen year olds, and we teach them art. We do acting, we do music, piano, dance. Um, art is like painting and drawing. Um, we're gonna be teaching them guitar, we're gonna be teaching them bass, all of these different artistic things. No sports, no sports, and I'm an athlete, no sports. We focused on teaching them professionalism in an art <clears throat> that they choose. They get to choose their classes. We have professional teachers teaching each one of the classes. It lasts for a whole week. Um, they come in, they get breakfast, they get lunch, and they get a snack on the way out. They have a performance on a Friday. We're all gearing up for this performance on a Friday. And then the teachers perform on the Saturday. But the reason why I bring that up is because we really spend time and really and really getting to know these children as to how we can help their parents with mm. this gift. And the yeah, parents yeah. are more like, I'm trying to get this child out of my house in the summertime <laughs> so they're able to do something 
a lot of what happens is time and time again is we connect and we touch their children and their children touch us and we we teach them life skills while we're teaching them instrument skills or artistic skills or you know um acting skills it's all a part of and i think that's my point is as we look at things now a lot of the the way that our children have been raised now is we have a lot of kids raising kids so they don't they looking at their parents like oh that's the homie not like that's my guide my spiritual leader or my you know help you know help me to get where i need to go my advisor you know that really doesn't exist as much as it did when i was a kid so they have more time in the creative space to be more creative but they have less time in the character building space which yeah. is really damaging our children you and i are both yeah. great active fathers in our children's lives and and um and great men in our women's lives um I'm not a husband anymore, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, what I'm getting at is being yeah. a great, a great husband and a great uh, mate has a lot to do with being committed, being dedicated, being certain. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And we don't always know the answers. We don't always know what to do. But I think what was beneficial for us is we always had someone to connect with. Yo, Cash, what you think about this? Uh, you know, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Um, my wife is talking about this and, you know, well, man, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about it? Well, you know, and we talk about it and it gets right. to a point where it's not like you should do this. It's like, oh, man, I didn't think about it like that. So you have. You have these relationships that you're able to build and forge and connect. And I think that is what has been missing in the music industry as well, because it's it's um there's big gaps between your Nas's, Jay-Z's and like that whole class was yeah. amazing. KRS-1's, I know I'm bunching them together, but what I'm getting at is the level of- I mean, it's only a 50 year old category. So, I mean, <laughs> you kind of can lump them together if you want. Yeah. Really and, and what, I'm, what I'm saying is the level of exemplary skill set and knowledge that came along with that and even in even within the anger and the and the beef there was a respect where now it's like these kids is they trying to kill each other like literally trying to literally. kill each other yeah literally. and that makes literally. no sense at all like the amigos one of the amigos guys rest in peace he's yeah. with his friends take and off. family yeah. take off he with yeah. his friends and family he gets shot in front of his friends and family that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Like that didn't happen back then. Like right. Just look at look at how many how many rappers have died, especially kid rappers. I mean, take off. You got um triple X. Yeah. Um, yeah. he got gunned down coming out of a car dealership. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Melly. We, only, yeah. we still don't we still don't know what's going on with Melly. With if, that, yeah. You know, we're gonna leave that, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like two of his two of his homies. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, what's the other dude? Uh 
I can't even think of his name, but a bunch of Dolph, Dolphin, young uh, Dolph, Dolph yep. young Dolph. Like, yeah, I mean, these kids is they're not even hitting, they're not even 40 yet. Oh. You know what I mean? They're not Barely. even 30, most of them. Exactly. Not even 30. That's what I'm getting at. Like but there's no, there's no, and even like with John Morant to kind of touch on, even with sports, like John Morant and his father. John Morant's father ain't much older than he is. It's kind of a situation where it's dope. You got a father that's young that's in his son's life, which is amazing. Yeah, that's dope. At the same time, when do you pull your son aside and like, nigga, let me tell you something. Let's, let me let's catch another gun in your hand and I'm going to bop you with myself. Like, yeah, yeah. at some point, you got you to gotta talk to your you son like, yo, where is that level of respect? Like, I'm... And, and that just kind of tells you, like, it, it kind of gives you an understanding as to, and an understanding as to these kids are raising kids to where, and I'm not talking his pops money, because I don't know, but he wasn't making John Morant money. Right. So you, you got a right. son and you, no matter what my dad tells me, I could be a multi-billionaire. No matter, if my dad come to me and tell me, hey, I need to talk to you, hey, cancel my such and such or whatever I got going on for today, my dad asked for me to talk to him. I got to make some time to talk to my dad. It's that right. simple. Right. And I think that's the level that, that I think that's what in our community, that's the biggest issue. And it has to do with, you know, they didn't snatch all the fathers. The fathers are in jail or they not at home. So camp amped almost sounds like it's part um, artistic teaching but then there's certain a certain level of uh, of mentorship that, oh, that's also invested. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I love and hate it. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> you already know why I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell yeah, you why yeah. I hate it. Yeah. At CSUN, at Dominguez, uh, what was it? what's that? Dominguez Hills, um, at USC, and at Cal State. LA. Uh -huh. I um did well and at various um uh, clubs uh in the uh, LA Hollywood area. I was doing a theme called the hip hop school. Mm. So I would go perform, I would bring on poets, I bring other artists, I bring singers, we'd have a theme for the show, blah blah blah. It was like the precursor to this idea I had of a literal hip-hop school like in my head i saw yeah. like breaking right yeah. <laughs> like like a hip-hop school because yeah. at the time that was the big conversation is that they're taking music out of school they're yeah. taking arts out of school when finances get cut one of the first things that goes are art programs music yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> i was thinking yo what if there was a, a separate school mm -hmm. that then took all of those things but not only taught the music side, because it is the music business, but you know, and I know more than anybody that far, far beyond it being the music business, it is the business music. of music. Absolutely. And most of the time people don't realize that until they get to LA. Oh yeah. People don't realize until they get, they sit down in front of that person and they thought that my talent is so great that soon as somebody with some, with some hands in the industry, yeah, so somebody yeah. that can move the needle. As soon as they yep. get a hold of it, I'm I'm out of here. 
Yeah. And they look yeah. at you and they look straight through your talent and yeah. see no business and close the door. Yep. And, Absolutely. And so I, I had people that were going to teach like uh, radio and teach, um, you know, video production and like all these, these uh, uh, branding and fashion and yada, yeah. yada. But never, never got it going. So when I hear you, I'm like, <laughs> But you know, yep, look, <laughs> look, look, we still got room and we could talk about it too. Cause like we still got room, um, areas that we still develop in, um, that we can sit down and talk about. Cause it's, it's, it's not done like in any stretch it's not done. So we're definitely looking to expand it. And another part of it is we have volunteers that are a part and those volunteers we're even implementing a, program for them where they get some instruction not just oh watch the kids and make sure you help the teacher throughout like let's make sure that they are getting some instruction you know we got beautiful girls and handsome young men and they don't know how to connect and and talk to each other you know they they think you know because their body for the girls they think because their body it's going to open the doors for them. And it's like, yeah, that opened doors, but it don't open the right doors right, for you. That's a fact. That's a and fact. so, and that's where as a father with a daughter, you know what yeah. I mean? And Absolutely. daughters, you really are trying to instill and be the man in their life that shows them love, like true love and how to, how to understand, how to understand and, and to accept that love. And, know that this is genuine love and this is just oh i'm just trying to get in your pants type of love mm. and that's all that's all things that our this age group right now is not really able to be it's not really being taught because it's just not it's not there like i deal with it in in the college i take teach at pretty much most of the schools you named i teach at those schools and mm. i'm dealing with these students who you're not all of them, but I'm dealing with these students who have, you know, depression issues, drug issues, identity issues, and I'm not there to crucify them, to judge them. I'm there to to help them educate themselves with opportunities that are available to help you, opportunities and yeah. identifying people that are available to help you because you're not alone. I mean, the fact that, it, you know, you woke up today or that you made it this far like i know not to get I mean, not to get off the topic but just just really quickly if you think about the act of the 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 insemination of an egg like okay all of all the way. soldiers all yep. of the soldiers that have to go through this area to get to this egg and only one makes it through the egg and maybe sometimes two you know and the rest it's, die and everybody else dies like you are the one that made it when everybody else died when you just think about it from that standpoint yeah. every day that you wake up there's a great day like it's tough right now you'll have tomorrow to make it better and yeah. and the next day but it's all about the choices that you make within within those days and so a lot of that is we haven't been making the best choices, which is why we get into um, artists not reading their contracts and 
you know, artists not being uh, good stewards with their money. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's you know, I, I hear it in you and I guess I know it about you already, but I'm pretty sure anybody listening could also hear um, the, the heart that you have. And you sound like someone who your heart is beyond a teacher. Like it almost sounds like being a teacher is at least in, in, in what we expect from a teacher nowadays is almost limiting for someone with your, um, with your heart. Well, like it, it is, it is. And I, and I, what I wind up doing is, um, a lot of students, like they wind up, they are like, I, I never have any issue out of students. Matter of fact, all the, all the kids that come in with a bad rap from other teachers are the ones that just needed a little extra time to see, to say, Hey, what's going on? What is everything? Okay. At home. Oh, actually, you know what? And then, man, how did you know? I could feel it. I'm paying attention while I'm teaching. I'm looking at each one of my students to see how everything is landing, but also looking at them to see where they are. Like, yeah. Are you in class or are you not in class? Where are you right now? And that right, is, right, right. you know, that's the biggest part. Like teaching the, the material is honestly, that's like 15% of the hmm. job. And in all honesty, teaching the material and knowing the material is maybe about 15 to 20%. The other 80% is really getting to know your students to help them remember because it's nothing that they don't know. And right now, especially with cell phones and these computers and these iPads and everything that they got and, and ask AI, <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing that they don't know. So it's like, I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to remind you of how this works. Hmm. And hopefully you can grasp what it is and how it is that you can use it so that it's beneficial for your life because this information is just information unless you know how to use it you know and when you know how to use it then it becomes a tool for the okay so, so clearly team. you're a man of many hats you know throughout your life you, yeah. you you're wearing several hats even as we speak today right <laughs> yeah. um if i could if, if I could sit you down with, you know, one of those super rich Asians and they said, you know, we're going to pay you 10 million a year, but you have to choose one of these hats that you wear. Let's just say, mm. you know, physical uh, limitations were not a thing. So you could play soccer just ah. like you did, just like <laughs> you did back in the day. Oh, Music man. producer, teacher, mentor drummer you know career musician mm. director like what if you had to pick one hat and you can't do any of the other ones anymore you got to just do this one thing which one would it mm. be what comes to mind is is uh consultations hmm. like i think I love what I, I love being a musician. I love production and there's things that I want to work on to be better. I think those are things I could work on on my own time. I think where we are in this world right now and what I can contribute from here on out is, is uh, helping our people to get to where they need to be. Like 
that's that is that is what will help to really build build our people back to where they up to where they need to be and then also you know selfishly you know if i may i would love to leave something behind that's not monetary that's that's Mm. that is um legendary in that how this person got there how that person got there all of them are connected or most of them are all connected to me as to what i was able to and how i was able to influence or to help encourage or direct and things like that their lives into being i think for me that's that's priceless i don't i don't i'm not trying to do no statues or nothing like that i think that's all unimportant i think knowledge and passing it on is priceless so for me being a consultant um to young artists and to young people um i think that's really where my heart is um that if, if i was to if i was to you know even now i've already got a plan in place where i'm running a camp running camp amp um i'm actually looking for a commercial building and the commercial building is going to be big enough to have a soccer field in there but not a full soccer field but like indoor soccer field little soccer um things about three or four of them and um because that's for the community and for the kids you got camp amp taking care of the community and the kids and then the other part of it would be a um a product a um performance venue Hmm. where where artists can come independent artists or even major artists can come and have exclusive events that you know everything is you ain't got to pay to play type of thing it's like okay i got you know i need to get this done because of the way the business model is set up everything is taking care of itself so you know um I'm able to bring in artists from Nashville because I just like to bring them down to LA to give people a vibe of what's going on in this area of Nashville from, from, from let's bring some people from New Orleans, you know, some artists from New Orleans to come down and perform. And, and these are all exclusive events where people want to be in there and they they want this experience and it's just real good music real real dope and the stress of oh my gosh i gotta pay a hundred dollars to get in it's like nah let's let's keep it low let's keep it you know affordable and let's make maximize the experience that place will be packed every single weekend um but without that pressure of having to make the quota because i already have the soccer field that's gonna stay full i already have you know the school after school programs that will help to with government funding and aiding the students and things like that so it's like it all takes care of itself so i said all that to say because in that space those are all my wills and i'm able to turn each one i'm able to give back to the community in the soccer realm and then also be able to consult and coach into not being a player but into being a professional with the kids i'm in music and i'm teaching them how to be professional and how to learn and be the best at their craft and then 
with all of it, with the performance venue, it's being able to bring artists in. And because yeah. they're coming in and they're getting this opportunity and they're being paid, they're going to listen to what I got to say. I don't got to punk them. I don't got nothing. It's just, yo, how did you do this? Oh, well, sit down. Let me talk to you for a minute. Hmm. They, they turn into clients because of yeah. because they see the work, they see the experience that they've had, they feel the experience that they've had. So I think for me, that's why I said like cons, uh, being a consultant. Um, and then I I don't want to live in the United States. Like hmm. I'm. Um, Where do you want to live? Um, or is it just anywhere except for the United States? <laughs> you know, I can't say Both anywhere. It's not here. Look, I can't say anywhere because I'll mess around and be in a, in a in Antarctica or something like that. No, <laughs> um, I tell you, like for me, it's somewhere in Africa, um, Spain, Portugal. Uh, I even go to the UK and stay. So um, you want to go to any place where soccer is prevalent? Got it. Yes, Got yes, it. absolutely. <laughs> but I think the other part of it too, for me, and I'll be honest with you, the thing for me is wherever my money can go far mm. and all i gotta do is walk a few steps to get to the beach i'm a water person i don't gotta get in the water i'm not getting in the water but uh i want to <laughs> hear it i want to hear it i want to walk next to the water i don't necessarily want to get in it but right. i want to hear it and i think for me that is as an earth sign that is a a very important part so i think living in the united states is we pay way too much and and you have to work to live. It's not family oriented. I want to be in a family oriented place. I want to, I want my money to work for me. Um, yeah. So investment wise, I'll invest in the United States because capitalism is what's happening. Um, and then I'm able to live like, you know, on, on $40,000 a year, I'm living like a king, like, I mean, that ain't the number I want, but I'm just saying. No, I got 40, you. I got you. That's all you 40, need. 000, at forty thousand dollars, I'm eating fresh every day. My house is being cleaned, or I'm you cleaning water. It. I got fresh water. You know, I got land. You know, and the thing is, whatever you build in a lot of these countries, not all of them, but a lot of countries, whatever you build is yours. The land is yours. You ain't paying for all these permits and licenses and all of that other stuff that's just ripping us off over and over and over and over car insurance and registration and all that stuff like that how many times you got to register a car like <laughs> for what like you bought the car oh and my how many god times that might be the best it? question of the night man how many times you got to register a car <laughs> every year like really like who's getting this money <laughs> that is so like good. That is so you good. Know, and that's so American when you think about it like that. Uh, How many times you got to register a car? And so, I mean, I guess yeah. that kind of uh, segues us, even though I know we jumped around a little bit, but that segues us into um, this conversation of, you know, indigenous peoples and Moors yeah. and, and not necessarily feeling like all the things uh, that are developed in this country are really for us. Yeah, 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 you know, made with us in mind or anything of yeah. that nature, and so, yeah. Um, your last name, last name Bay. Now, is this yeah. now official? Now, 
Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so, so, um, yeah, my last name is Bay. We have Bay and L. Um, mm. And L is the lawmakers, and um, Bay is the educators. Um, so yeah. I chose, you get to choose whether you want to be a Bay or an L. Um, as an L, you, you are, you have the responsibility, um, you know, and not everybody takes it, but under the last name, it is assumed, um, that you are a law, a person of law and in, um, Bay, you are an educator. So for me, Bay fits, um, even though I study entertainment law and um and i'm writing contracts and negotiating on those behalfs and things like that it's it's not a it's not something i'm i'm um looking to uphold as a job it's more something i do as a consultant to be able to advise um education is my thing um i want to be able to educate and get get the right information uh, do the research and get the right information for our people uh, so that we can make um, strides. Um, the thing I always tell people is, um, you know, that they love to, you know, I'm black, I'm Black Lives Matter and all that other stuff like that. I just say, you know, listen, when you can find black on a map, that's when black lives matter. If mm. you can't find black on the, on the map, black lives don't matter. Um, so then white lives don't matter white lives don't matter either and this the, the blue common, lives definitely don't matter then because i they don't matter either yeah and the thing is and the thing is what is what is one the biggest misconception right now is color um if you think about it and this is god's honest truth you can check this out yourself um there was an ad published not too long ago uh chinese china has a police force in the united states um china has hired police force in the united states they will be policing their own communities with chinese police now here's the thing they don't necessarily have the authority that and i use that authority with air quotes they don't necessarily have the authority that mm -hmm. the police have here's the thing um, and one of the things I think that is very important to really understand and overstand is that Chinese hang with Chinese and they grow their communities. They invest in their communities. Their dollars rotate within their communities. Um, even Mexicans, Mexicans invest in their communities they have a whole situation within their communities that they are very communal they'll live in the same house stay in the house whatever the case is we are the one set of people that just constantly like as soon as Send it back man, out. as soon as we get it it's gone like it's gone. i'm like this it, at this point, before everybody realized what's really going on, if I, not me, but if I, if I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the United States, give these niggas their reparations now, right now. Why? Because you're gonna get it right back. You're gonna get it right back. I 
bet money. I, everything I own, I bet within five to seven years, it'd be they'd have it back. What do you do? Raise the money on Cadillacs, raise the money on fried chicken, raise it, raise the money on, on grape soda. Now I'm being funny and facetious. <laughs> Not grape but, soda. Okay, but hold on. Honestly, but is is that is that is that black consumers' fault? And I ask that because if if you gave a black person a million dollars right now and told them to go do what do whatever your call you can invest you can buy you can rent whatever you want to do with it how many black options do they have to try to keep the dollar in their community well see here's the problem is we got the crab in the barrel mentality because of willie lynch willie lynch created a problem within our community it also on the plantation it created a, we had a problem within the community where our our big mamas of the plantation were somewhat of the protectors for the young young up-and-coming stallions if you will um yeah so because of that it really caused an issue because they were always trying to um they were always trying to uh like send and sell off those those prominent slaves those young bucks that was doing their thing they would try oh no nah, and, and then you got big mama they dumb they just dumb oh he just so dumb don't mind him he dumb oh don't pay no attention to him he's just dumb and so big mama's been talking to the man like that for so long so long he lazy dumb and lazy dumb and lazy dumb and lazy so then when he's acting like that it's like well you said i was dumb and lazy i say that because i was trying to not to get you killed or not get you sold or not get you you know get your testicles and all that stuff removed that's that's where we was at during that time so it's carried over in the speech in the same way that the black woman has talked to us then is a lot of what we're dealing with now. And because of the behavior that they was that we were exemplifying then is a lot of the behavior that we're exemplifying now. And then with it all, none of it has been fixed and all of the rules have changed and, and or all of the rules have been set against us, not changed, but set against us. And then on top of that, we don't even know the rules so right yes so, i mean so, so taking all that yep if you can like funnel that down into the decision making process of the black consumer today uh, you yeah. know even if it was someone like you or myself given a certain amount of money if i need clothes you know there's only a few black owned stores that i know and most of the stuff truthfully i don't even wear it's either you know kente cloth or it's, it's <laughs> jerseys and and you know uh Look. you know the baby t-shirts like okay i don't really rock that yeah. <laughs> so so by the time yeah. i need to go grocery shopping by the time i need to go um and purchase you know uh, home improvement items by the time i need to go yeah. and purchase clothing there's only so many options i have whereas i feel like the chinese and mexicans and other nationalities have done mm -hmm. a better job in kind of building the the commercial infrastructure of their yeah. neighborhood. So I guess I'm yeah. saying yeah. 
is the blame. Where's the blame? Um, it's a twofold blame. Number one, because of color coding, um, the neighborhoods that we lived in or that we are pushed into, we couldn't really afford much of in there anyway. And then what we could afford was already run down or it they moved out because we moved in. Well, from a business standpoint, we didn't have the literacy to really take the time to set up and establish a building, a business, because every time we did, we got things like Black Wall Street. We got Oklahoma was one of the most prominent, you know, black communities, if you will, oh, yeah. um, that we had. Um, not the only, but one of the most prominent. And yeah, so because of the jealousy, because of every time we built it up, it got torn down. Every time it got up so high, you know, it had to be beaten down. I mean, this is one thing I'll say, and, I, and I'm not trying to create no controversy. I'll just say like this. Um, Michael Jackson got in trouble whether you believe what he did or not, not my problem. Michael Jackson got in trouble when he when he when he bought when he owned fifty one percent of all of Sony's catalog. Yeah, including the Beatles, Beatles, and all of your favorite white artists, Beyonce, and all of your favorite black artists. He owned it all fifty one percent. That's what Sony ATV was. They had wow. to create another acronym. To break up the publishing because he owned 50%, 51, 51 to 52% of it. He owned more than they did, which is saying a lot. A lot. Then, then let's get on Bill Cosby. Now, whatever he did, I ain't getting into it. That's none of my business. You want to come to do a, a table reading at one o'clock in the morning? That's none of my business. I'm not getting into that. What I will say is, it's pretty interesting how when he get ready to buy NBC, he get in trouble. Yeah. And this is facts. Like, I'm not making this up. He got ready to buy NBC, put, a, put, a, put his money oh. together to buy NBC, and all of a sudden he in jail. But then he out right after that. Right. So, no, I'm whatever. Not, you are speaking <laughs> facts. I'm going to pull it. I know people are all over with uh, the news nowadays and no one believes anything that they read, but they believe everything online for some reason. But um, th this is from New York Times. Sony to pay Michael Jackson estate $750 million for a stake in the music catalog. But here's the thing. The 750 that they paid, honestly, wasn't even what that was. That's, they that's got a, a deal. Right, they that's got, a that's they a drop a in the bucket. Yes, they got a deal. They got right, a hell right. of a deal. Look at this. I mean, uh, the 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 fate of Sony ATV, which in which in addition to the Beatles catalog, has hits by acts like Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga, mm -hmm. has been been one of the music world's most intriguing guessing games since October. It, it, it was. Look, 250 songs by the Beatles. Yep. Exactly. You're speaking facts. You're speaking facts. I believe you. So, and, and, and these are things that you, you and I have known, but a lot of people don't know. Right. A lot of people don't know.
So that's why I say, like, you know, when you get into that type of thing, yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. There's very few of us that know what to do. That's the reason why not a lot of us get the opportunities to do what we need to do. Um, there's plenty of of us that um, I think that's where, for me, outside of the United States um, is important. Because, I mean, in all honesty, at that level, you're not safe. Um, and any really, I mean, they don't even talk about Gaddafi. I'm not trying to get all into this, get this too much, but even with Gaddafi, Gaddafi was building a bank system that consisted of all of the African uh, countries putting their gold together, not or gold and rupees or whatever you want to call it, but they were putting their Precious hard metals. assets together where yeah. if you look at a dollar, a $20 bill, $5 bill, it's a promissory note. It's, it's no different than this, right? This napkin It's no <laughs> different than this napkin. It's honestly no different than this true. napkin. It's and very we, true. we give it a value, we give but it, it, value. Has, yeah. it has no backing. It has no backing where, what Gaddafi was doing before he was killed was he was actually building a bank that would service the African uh, countries so that they could do proper business with the world. Um, again, don't believe everything I'm saying. Check it out for yourself. Um, you look at all of these different colonies within the country of Africa that are speaking French and all of these different colonies that are Dutch and all of these different colonies that are English. It should tell you something. Some When you say colony, that means it was owned by someone else. Mm. In Africa, it shouldn't be no French speaking unless somebody owned own them that happen to be French. Same thing with Mexicans. It's always funny to me. Mexicans don't speak Mexican. They speak what? Spanish. Spanish. So they was owned by the Spaniards. Right. Spanish conquistadors. Exactly. Same thing with, if you look at South Africa, the only country, South South America, excuse me, the only country in South America that don't speak Spanish is what? Brazil. Brazil. They speak Portuguese. Why? Because Portugal, that little small sliver over there on <laughs> in Spain, owned. I mean, they owned a lot more than that, but they owned and was uh, were slave slavers in Brazil. So, anyway, a lot of that again is, I say, you know, from the standpoint of reparations. We'll never get reparations, number one, because we consider ourselves black. Black does not have a country. Um, and another example of that is they maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, or whatever, how many years it was ago, they had a whole bunch of those Asians getting beat up. And it wasn't even black people beating them up. It was Asian people beating up Asian people. However, they were different types of Asians. You can look yeah. this up. There was a few <laughs> black people that beat up a few Asians. But for the most part, we talking about we talking about Asians beating up on Asians, and then on top of that, it was some of the Asians that were um, that were uh, what is it? Um, 
they were aggravating a lot of these situations, owning mm. a hair shop that deal with all black people, and then you hit them, and then you what following them around or whatever the case is, making them feel uncomfortable and things like that. Like if you don't want to be in our neighborhood, don't be in our neighborhood. Right. Um, but I say that to say they got a bill passed where it is a federal offense. You will be fined and you will do jail time. You get a felony for, and it's called an Asian hate crime. They have a whole thing, a whole federal law that is set up for them and mm. based of 10 years of them getting beat up. Now, how many of us have been getting our ass whooped for how long? Right. But do you we think that has something to do with us being called black? Absolutely. Here's why. Our country, part of what our declaration is, is give us your poor, give us your hungry, give us those who have been displaced. Here's the thing about that. Every person we bring in from a different country, we have an obligation and a commitment to that other country that we would treat your people good. We would treat your people fair. So China is not for the go for as much as the Chinese that we got in, in the world, but let alone in the United States, China not going for that. It, it, let's hmm. let's flip it into China being the uh, let's say China was what they consider black and there was this whole slave situation. Reparations would have already been handled out and they would have still been happening to this day. It would have been royalties like <laughs> it would have been a royalty check for your child just because they was born Asian in the United States. They still would be getting a royalty check right now. Hmm. But because. And that's only because they have an obligation to that country. When we broke, when we bombed Hiroshima, we still paying for that. We still giving them money for that. I think maybe they just finished, but we were still. When you say obligation, when for their people, are you talking about if their people become U.S. citizens? Are you talking about them as immigrants? Are you talking about them as visitors? Like, what do you mean? Here's the thing: it don't matter because if they're immigrants or if they come here legally, like if they come here illegally and somehow figured out legally to be here, whatever the yeah. case is. That's why I always when you hear pink people talking about this is my country and all this, that and the other, it's like, no, actually, you're killing me. Actually, actually, if you really want to talk about it, you're probably from Germany or you're probably from Ireland or you're probably from. And what's happened is they kicked y'all out of Ireland. Most of the police got kicked out of the, the Irish got kicked out of Ireland because they were all thugs. Some left, but this is a fact. Like you can look this up. Most of the Ireland sent all of their, uh, all of the crimers and all of the, 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 the felons, the, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump talking about, we need to get rid of the Mexicans. They doing all this. Nah, 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 nah. Let's talk about them Irish people who came from Ireland who got kicked out. Not all of them. Yeah. But the ones that got kicked out and sent oh. over here, that's a okay. whole thing. And they're all Europeans. They're all Europeans. They are not Americans. They are Europeans. If we calling it what it is, they're Europeans. And the problem is, is that we haven't been able to identify. We don't we do not identify with a country. And because of that, we have no government. 
that government is what protects us from any type of misuse or it's like right now we talk a lot about Mexicans and talk mess about Mexicans and this that, and the other. However, we are not going to, there's not going to be the level of backlash, the level of backlash that there has been for killing blacks as there will be if they started killing Mexicans. Like the police don't kill Mexicans like they kill blacks. They kill blacks because who they who who are you gonna tell? And then we all crab in the barrel mentalities, you know, when we had the Black Panthers and we had the Nation of Islam as a brute force, that got all softened down, broken down. And now we have no we have no response for when the police go in and kill Breonna Taylor while she sleep and don't even not even at the right house but yet they still ain't in jail we we <laughs> we still dealing with you know the emmett till situation of a woman who and many others of a woman who said somebody did something and never did nothing that person paid with their life or or and she, and she died peacefully of old age she, she died peacefully of old age yeah that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. So that's but, where. So, so I, I understand the, the 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 crux of the situation. I guess mm -hmm. my question is, we unfortunately live as black people in somewhat of a gray area that mm -hmm. other people don't exist in. So we mm -hmm. we we are in that gray area of not from Africa, not from America. Mm -hmm. Not quite African, not quite American, and well, so we are American. I, yeah, but but <laughs> we are American. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, but we don't have a a government. If we were just American, no, but then that would be our government. That would be our answer to. Well, here's the thing, and this is where where the saying comes, and it's so true. You want to keep something from niggas, put it in a book. Um, we don't spend enough time reading, like we don't spend enough time learning the laws. Like, just just in the U.S. Constitution, there is the law of black being three fifths of of a human. That still exists to this day. That has not been taken out. It's not been ratified. That was in which document? Uh, the the in, in, the, in the, uh, the U.S. Constitution. On the Constitution. Yeah. The U.S. Constitution's blacks are still considered three-fifths of a human. There's no amendment to that. You know, amendments are a fix of something. I'm fixed. I fix something. I'm amending something I said, meaning I'm fixing something or adding to or adjusting. In the U.S. Constitution, we are still considered as blacks three-fifths of a human. That has not been amended. Blacks cannot vote. That has not been amended. We have to vote. They have to vote every 20 years or every five years or whatever it was. I think it's 20 years now to, to be able for us to vote. And it's like, we still doing that? Like, I'm, try, I'm trying to pull it up because this is what I did when I had my um, one of my guys, a uh, South Central conservative. Mm -hmm. He's a, a black Republican. And yep. so he was saying that, um, that the president can 
can declassify a document whenever he wants. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, let's pull it up. And so we pulled it up, and that wasn't true. Right. It, it, it's a talking point. And once people hear it, and mm -hmm. it's and someone says it with confidence, everybody's yeah. like, yeah, that's right. President can do that. And it's like, no, no, the law actually shows that to classify and declassify, it, there's a process. There's a full yeah. process. There's a, another committee that, that yeah. sees it. There's an oversight. Like, the, it ain't just a, hey, <laughs> declassified. <laughs> hey, yeah. classified. It ain't like that. So... So it's in Article One, Section Two of the U.S. Constitution. Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. And three. Article it's one, the three fifths. Yeah. Article One, Section Two of the Constitution of the United States declares that any person who was who was not free would be counted as three fifths of an of a free individual for the purposes of determining congressional representation. But now, that's for someone who was not free. Not free. So, so, so in essence, that's talking about someone enslaved. Yeah. So, so then we, we are considered full humans based on that, right? No, <laughs> we're not. Uh, let me see. I, I'm trying to find it. Uh, Okay, so here it is. It was the slave. Hold on. Uh, so what, what, where, uh -huh. where are you reading? Because I want to pull it up. Um, I, I, I pulled I, I, up. Pull, Senate.gov. This, this always, usually this is good. So this is the, the U.S. Constitution, Senate publication. It's the PDF. Mm -hmm. uh, if I can get it to come up. I'll, I'll, and I'll share it on the screen so that we can, um, so that we can have a look, see? Article one, section two, you said, this is dope. I love doing this. Uh, okay. I don't know how well you can see that or not. Let me try this over there. I know, well, you can't see this at all because there's a feather. <laughs> there happens to be a, a feather <laughs> across this Xerox copy yeah. of the original constitution. All right, so. Constitution of the United States of America, written in 1787, ratified in 1788, and, and in operation since 19, I mean, sorry, since 1789. Okay, let's get to the mm -hmm. good stuff. All right, Article 1, it's on page 1. Uh, if anybody's listening to the audio version of this podcast, um, we typed in the U.S. Constitution, and I went to Senate.gov. Um, they have a PDF of the U.S. Constitution, and that's what we are reading if anybody wants to verify. All right, Article 1, Section 2, the House of Representatives shall be composed of members chosen every second year by the people of the several states, mm -hmm. and the electors in each state shall have the qualifications requ requisite for electors of the most numerous branch of the Senate legislature. So that's the mm -hmm. electoral college. Um, no person shall be a representative who shall not have attained to the age of 25 years and 
been seven years a citizen of the United States and who shall not, when elected, be an inhabitant of the state in which he shall be chosen. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is part of it. Yeah, it looks like I'll just read it because I don't want to want anybody to say I'm skipping anything. Uh, okay. Representatives, representatives, and direct taxes um, shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union according to their respective numbers, which shall be determined by adding to the whole number of free persons, including those bound to service for a term of years and excluding Indians not taxed three-fifths of all other persons. Mm -hmm. The actual enumeration shall be made within three years after the first meeting of the Congress of the United States and within every subsequent term of 10 years in such manner as they shall be, as they shall by law direct. Um, the number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000, but each state shall have a, at least one representative. And until such enumeration shall be made, the state mm -hmm. of New Hampshire shall be entitled to choose three, Massachusetts eight, Rhode Island and Providence plantations one, Connecticut five, New York six, New Jersey four, Pennsylvania eight, Delaware one, Maryland six, Virginia 10, North Carolina five, South Carolina five, and Georgia three. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I can keep going, but... We did come across something that said three fifths, but that did not say um, what what you were saying about three fifths of a human. Well, uh, essentially, that, well, maybe I'm not in the right spot yet, but specifically, that was just saying uh, talking about the county. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, what it is, the three fifths compromise is, and they they did. So correction is they did ratify it. However, what they've done is, um, so what they did is it was three-fifths and three-fifths were considered property. Like that was a property. So the thing is the North outnumbered the Southern votes in order for the Southern plantation owners to get the number of representative vo rep votes, the number of votes they needed for the representatives, they was like, yo, we got more slaves than they have in the North. So let's count our slaves. That's where the three-fifths compromise comes in because it's like, oh, well, let's count every slave as three-fifths of a man. Not human, but a man. So uh -huh. every slave every slave was counted and three fit as three-fifths. Now, what they did is Clause 3, um, they did amend it with Clause 3 in Section 2 in the 14th Amendment and suspended the clause. Um, however... It still exists, and this is how I would tell you it still exists. The common, the common slavery right now is what? The music industry. No, yeah, but what would you <laughs> consider? What would you consider the new? I mean, the the common slave slavery now. Prison system. Oh yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Of course, and then, who, and then who's in the prisons? Right. 
So right. those people can't cannot vote and their rights have been taken from them. They're considered, even though they've paid their debt, whatever time that they were supposed to do, they're considered still considered felons. So they are not able to vote, which minimizes the amount of votes that that particular state can have, which typically in most cases affects us more than it affects them. So uh, I do, I do get that. It, it's a, I mean, it's definitely a little different than what you were saying, but I do get the yeah. effects. It does sound more like yeah. the 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 prison industrial complex and 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 the issues that that we know that are even connected to um, hip hop music. And, right, right, right. You know, and so it's funny that you said, "What's the new slavery?" I said, <laughs> "The music it artist." Is, but is. in reality, if people don't know, there's a connection between the 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 prison industry and the music industry if you don't know oh, we'll, we'll yeah. do a show on it we'll do a whole yeah. episode just on that i do want to read this because it says kind of speak to what you were saying it says the 13th amendment um abolished slavery and the 14th amendment provided mm -hmm. that representation would be determined according to the whole number of persons in each state not mm -hmm. by the three-fifths of the slaves Right. Since American Indians are now taxed, they are counted for purposes of apport apportionment. Mm -hmm. So, okay, but so we can say that they they did at least ratify it. We are not necessarily on paper in the Constitution considered three fifths of a human. However, as as masterminds, especially criminal yeah, masterminds, yeah. do. Yeah. They will find another way. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. when um, it's almost like you were talking about with um, with Jim Crow. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. after slavery, you had this this movement of Jim Crow into the West, where, where they're yeah. they're trying to figure out how do we do that here without doing it. Like right, like how do you kind of right. get them to still act right? And yep. so then they they come up with all these other things, and then you have these. I forgot what they called it. But you have that time where, you know, me walking across the street because I see a oh yeah a, a yeah, white yeah. person coming yeah. was considered good manners. You yeah. know, me me saying yeah. hello, sir, and you ain't got to yeah. say nothing to me. That meant I was proper. It's like I'm not a slave anymore. But you right. created this construct that now for me to feel like I can go get a job, I cannot yeah. be arrested, I can be productive yeah. in this society without um. Uh, without being harassed, killed, uh, imprisoned, yeah. and be able to support my family, I have to kind of walk this line because I got a baby on the way. I got to yeah, walk this yeah. line because I got a, yeah. a wife I got to take care of. So yeah. I'll just howdy, sir. Good morning, sir. Yeah. And and still be somewhat mentally in, enslaved um, and, and can't control it. So I do understand it from yeah. that perspective. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, that that's definitely an important correction to be made. Um, you know, this is one of the few, very few countries where where you feel uh, when you get pulled over as a black as a black man or as a, mel a melanated man, you definitely feel the pressure of, man, am I going to make it home tonight? Or, oh, my gosh, what's getting ready to happen? I got let me turn on my camera. Right. Um in other countries, you don't feel like that. Like mm. 
really don't like I, I've I've been there and that's not the case. Um, so I definitely agree. Like yeah. to an extent, you know, we it, it's it's tough because like we we deal with that, but then also we deal with um, we deal with the the constant the mental oppression of of looking over your shoulder, even as you know, even as you know a famous person, you know, you, you really don't know until, you know, and right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's absolutely. a lot in, in the underbelly of life as an American. And so, yeah. And that's kind of yeah. what I wanted to kind of delve more into because um, I struggle with that. Like, mm -hmm. do I, do I just stay living in America? You kind of feel like, do, do I abandon all the people yeah. who may not completely know yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh and and not like you're saying, not be a leader, not be an educator for the the next group of people to pass it forward or do I do what's best for me and my family? Am I frozen on your screen? Yeah, you frozen on my screen. Okay. I'm frozen on mine too. You're not, but I am, which okay. is weird. You just, um, just holding the apple. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but one thing I do want to say real quick before we I, I want to kind of dig back into we won't go deep into it because yeah. I know we run out of time, but uh there was one other thing I wanted to kind of get some baseline for um for your last name, Bay. Yeah, but just for fun, I thought it may be interesting while we're uh harping on the the the, the terrible all the terribles mm -hmm. of, of this this country that we live in. Let's look at some of the uh, 10 craziest laws um, of what is going on with my system over here. We shouldn't be moving this slow. We should mm. be uh, operating at full speed <laughs> all the time. Like, right. like I pay for that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I want what I pay for. Right. Um, we are going to look at, I'll just read it as it comes up on the screen, at some of the 10 craziest North Korean laws uh, that, that are real laws in action right now. Uh, this was put out in 2020, but they still exist in 2023. Mm. Number one, you must have a state-sanctioned haircut. Yeah. This is a fact. No this dreads. Is a fact. There are only 28 government-approved hairstyles <laughs> allowed in North Korea. Wow. Okay? <laughs> okay? Uh you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Now you <laughs> now you wonder why everybody might kind of have a similar look. Yep. You think everybody looks like Bruce Lee? Well, that's one of the hairstyles. One of the <laughs> hairstyles is the Bruce Lee. One of the hairstyles is the Brandon Lee. Right. Um. <laughs> and my system is taking forever, so maybe I won't go through all of them. But um, if you have triplets, they belong to the state. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> the government of North Korea views triplets with extra levels of protection. If you have, if you happen to give birth to triplets, the state will take them away from you and raise them for four years. Mm. In return, you'll be given gifts from the government as compensation, including a silver knife for boys, a ring for girls. Wow. 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 So you have three girls, you get three knives. Uh, That's it. Uh, 
Cut that. That's that's what your babies are worth yeah. uh, in, in North Korea if they all come at the same time. That's crazy. All right, I'm gonna leave it alone. I ain't gonna go through all of them. I just thought that was thought that was pretty funny. Kim Jong Unahana. Um, all right. <laughs> so you you brought up the L is uh is law and mm-hmm. Bay are the educators, yeah. but just just for the person that's new to this, and I definitely want to have you back on. I know I had you talk a lot tonight. I know this is I probably pulled you into some conversations that you may not normally have, and I appreciate you oh, for good. indulging us with the content. Um, and so I do want to have deeper conversations like we talked about in the past regarding um um the Moors people mm-hmm. and who we are as Moors, but so I mean not but so let's start and give a baseline of what that means because when someone hears bay is educator we had to choose they don't know what you're saying we who is we who did you choose with who are you talking to are you talking to the the congressman Mm -hmm. you talking to the dmv who 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 is who's this we who are you talking to where do you go why did you have to do it you know blah 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 all all those kinds of things so i know it's a very for anybody listening that doesn't understand uh dealing with this matter is very complex because it has been hidden in plain sight from us yes and so it it immediately attacks your general knowledge base yeah while trying to give you a new understanding of a very old reality yeah and that is a hard thing to 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 wrestle with so bear with us if this is your first time hearing it if you're a little confused just look forward to other episodes when we bring seven back um for uh for you guys to you know to get taught a little more he's the educator seven bay he's the educator um so so the thing is with bay and i just sent you i just sent you a link um and i'll find all the rest of them to, to send you but essentially what it comes down to, we have L, we have Bay, we have Day. So it's L-E-L, Bay, B-E-Y. If you notice, uh, Beyonce goes with Bay, uh, the Bay Hive, when she, the Beehive. When she calls it Beehive, she spells it B-E-Y. So she's very much aware of this as well. You, call, you have Day, which is D-E-Y. You have Al, which is A-L, and you have Ali. So in addition to number one, so here's the number one thing first. We already been here. If you think about it from the standpoint of if we were brought here on slave ships, how are this you we we as black if people we are we as black people are brought here on slave ships? How okay. come there are where are all the slave ships at? Like where are all these slave mm. ships at? Like other that either see either that or we we was and, and we had to be having sex like rabbits, like multiplying <laughs> every single day to be where we are now. But that's not the case. The truth is, we were already yeah. here. When you look at the earlier writings of oh. all of the people who came to visit, um, such as you know your your liars like Christopher Columbus and some of the other ones that came here, they all talk Mm. about, they all talk about the red skinned, brown skinned uh, Indians as they call them. All of these Indians, and I don't mean to be offensive, but I mean to tell the truth. 
all of these people that are calling themselves Indians, they are, maybe some of them are of Indian descent. They are. But a lot of these aren't at all. Um, it's a very mm. true statement. There was a $5 Indian situation that took place where a lot of these white people were able to claim, pay, pay $5, and they got their name written on a list that that classified them as an Indian. So they got a plot of land. And for whatever reason, during that time, you know, that's what took place. That's what happened. But they got a free piece of land. The truth is, I've, I've heard that before. I just never heard that they that they said that they were Indians to get it. I, to. I remember it the list. Yeah, that I didn't know. So in order, if they wrote their name on that list, they were considered Indian. That's why they call them the $5 Indian, because they paid $5, which was a lot of money during that time. They paid $5, and they were considered Indian. They get a piece of land, um, and they were protected and preserved under the Indian law. So we were no longer able to hunt the Indians and all that other stuff that was going on, cowboys and Indians and all that stupid craziness that they talk about. And the thing about it is for L, excuse me, the L's were Cherokees. The Bays are Chukataws. The Days were Seminoles. The Owls were Creek. And the Ali's were Chickasaw. Um, and what L, Bay, Day, Owl, and Ali mean is the title L means God or power, executive lawmaker, creator. Um, Bay means ruler, landlord, enforcer, officer. Day means knowledgeable. Al is the same as L, but Al is the female version of L. And then Ali hmm. is most uh, means exalted and most high or most high. So you didn't really get Ali. Ali was something that was bestowed upon you. Ali was not something that you just got to pick. So like Al Day and Ali are reserved for the functioning um, of the nation by decrees and are not self-assigned. The only self-assigned that you can choose is either is either L or Bay. Um, and the reason why is because again, L were lawmakers. They were able to uh, liken to executives. And then what we have with the with the bays, they were obeys, so they enforced the law. They were educators of the law of they were educators in enforcing the law. So again, it just really um it really is one of those things like uh, the great um honorable uh oh gosh, the great honorable um uh why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um Elijah no, Muhammad? not Elijah Muhammad. Um, his name is uh, Noble Jew Ali. Noble Jew Ali. God, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. Uh, the Noble Jew, Jew Ali um, was one who who found who found all of it. Not not created it, but found all of it. I mean, there's the whole treaty of uh, fourteen. Um, what year was that? Fourteen uh i'll get the treaty for you but there was a treaty that 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 um the treaty is what basically the peace treaty is what it's called basically it was given to uh it was between morocco the the uh empire the kingdom of morocco and the united states and 
Um, I'm pulling it up right now. The peace treaty. And um, basically what happened was that the United States was looking to be, um, was really looking to, to be recognized as a, as a country, but they couldn't do it because they didn't have any representation. So the, the deal was, is if, if America allowed the Moors who are already from Morocco, who were already in the U S or in the, in the Americas, if they allowed them to, uh, have the right to travel freely. Um, if you, if they, you know, were not to be obstructed of any business or any, or, um, any taxes and all of that stuff like that. There was, it's a whole lot of things that they just were not supposed to do. Um, Mm. and that would have, and that's what, what they agreed to. That was the agreement. Um, because of that agreement, it was written up. And then of course, you know, it never, it it wasn't upheld. So because of the of lack of knowledge, wasn't. of course, it right. Wasn't. So the lack of knowledge, you know, and not really knowing what to do. Um, sorry, I'm still pulling this up. Um, the the lack of knowledge for us has now limited our ability. So it's like you know, the right to travel is whether you drive in, whether you get in a car and travel or you get on a plane to travel, there's no restriction to that. Uh, you have a form of identification, fine, but you don't need a driver's license uh, to travel. Um, and that's the problem that we have. And and we, because we don't have it, we've, we've, um, we found ourselves in, yeah, sorry, so, so I found it. It's the, it's the Treaty of Peace and Friendship of 1786. Um, Morocco formally recognized the United States by signing a Treaty of Peace and Friendship in 1786, a document that remains the longest unbroken relationship in U.S. history, which means that if you follow what the peace treaty says and the rights of the peace treaty, then us identifying as black is what violates and and basically tears that apart so if you identify as a moroccan or as a moor which is what we are um you don't have when you to say we with, are you talking about all black people i'm talking about all people of not just black black people but all people of color this is america honestly here's the thing people don't realize america is canada all the way down to um the end the very end of of mexico to panama that's all of america we are supposed to be able to travel all the way up from canada all the way up to canada all the way down to we get to panama and then south america is a different country so north america is we're supposed to have the right to travel anywhere within north america with with our identification or our paperwork or what have you, we are supposed to be able to travel anywhere within the Americas, even in South America. And and saying that's that's in the treaty. That's in the treaty. That's in this treaty. Okay, and so 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 I'm gonna throw out some very obvious um, and and you know novice questions. Mm-hmm. So you get a license 
not just to say um, you're allowed, but also to say you're able, right? Identification doesn't say I'm, I know what I'm doing right. driving a car. It doesn't say that I've shown any level of proficiency in being able to operate um, this, you know, motor vehicle that weighs 3,000 to 6,000 pounds and, mm -hmm. and, and could kill someone. Right. So, so then the question is, what is the, what is the fight against having a license when a license pretty much creates a level of safety and security for you driving down the street with your children, you know, everybody else that's driving any of these big vehicles, they've shown proficiency of their, their knowledge of safety to operate this vehicle. If everybody just had IDs and anybody could just drive, you wouldn't know if someone's going to run the light, somebody's feeling suicidal, somebody crazy, they drinking and drinking. Like, it, it would be the wild, wild west in the middle of the road. Well, see, here's the thing. I understand where you – I get where you're coming from. The issue is, is this, is we are all – if we all practiced – if we all practiced um, – if we all practiced uh, – if we all practiced common sense, which ain't so common – we wouldn't need we wouldn't need police. Sure. We wouldn't need constitution. We wouldn't need a you know, we don't need none of it. But because of um, you know, because we we have these issues where you know trustworthiness and honesty and things that should be recognized as normal don't exist, we have to put things in place. Now, the rules that go along with with traveling are to help us ensure safety the thing about driving is driving is a constant text and a constant is a constant bill what does that mean when you're driving that means you're you're make you are you are you are transporting commerce that's what driving is transporting converse commerce so i'm driving to transport commerce which means i need to have insurance which is why you got cops and robbers. So back in the days, we used to talk about cops and robbers, cops and robbers, and all that other stuff like that. You know, they robbed the stagecoach. They had insurance on the stagecoach just in case it got robbed. This treaty is it, long. It's the same thing in, right, it's the same thing to this date. If you get pulled over by a police officer, the first thing they say to you is, License and registration doesn't really matter why they pulled you over. They don't even ask you that anymore. They just say license and registration. Soon as you pull out your license, you're saying, I agree. I'm in agreement with this. So license and registration, here's my license in my registration. I'm saying I agree to we have we are in agreement as to how this works. And that's where the issue comes into play. So without a with you don't need a driver's license to travel it's just like when you get on your bike you don't need a bike license to go from your house to your uncle's house your auntie house whatever you don't need a bike license for that i get that a car is dangerous and you should have some type of training uh in order to operate that absolutely i agree same thing with guns i think you should have some type of training 
you know, in order to operate a gun. I think that's vitally important because you don't want to cause any harm or any accidents and stuff like that. It's the same thing with these with the cars. Here's where it gets into racketeering. It's all for profit. You got to get a license. So you pay for that license every birthday or every five years, whatever it is. Then you got to pay for registration. You registered the car. Okay, cool. Why am I paying another registration? Because you got to pay registration on the car for the life of the car. How does that work? Like, who's getting the money for this registration? Um, now I got to have insurance. What do you need insurance for? To ensure that if something, if you're traveling with some, if you're driving with something, that that is insured. But I'm traveling. I'm uh, like, so how do you take care of And the biggest question? Well, if I don't need insurance, how do I take care of if somebody hit me or if I hit somebody? That goes back to, which is the biggest issue, goes back to treating people the way you want to be treated. So, and, and taking care of business the right way. So if I hit your car, I need to pay to get it fixed. I know a mechanic. Let's go to the mechanic. We'll get a fair price and we'll get the car fixed. You can even take out a bond and pay for a bond in order to um, cover any expenses that are incurred through an accident. Car insurance is a racket. You don't need car insurance. It's you're insuring what? Like they broke into my truck the other day, not the other day, a few weeks ago. They broke into my truck a few weeks ago, stole some stuff from me. And then I go to my insurance company because I have great insurance. And then I also have homeowners insurance. And I lost about seven, about $7,800 worth of equipment for laptop and some stuff, you know, some other stuff, music equipment that I had. And it's just in a backpack. They only gave me $5,000 back. And I get depreciation and everything like that. I get it. At the same time, why am I paying for insurance to insure something that you're not going to cover? But but then the argument is, so I get it. I'm 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 all for any conversation that gets me out of paying for insurance or registering yeah. a vehicle a hundred times. Right. I'm I'm with it. I'm what I'm trying to find is where the solution doesn't create another void so it's like you're saying they broke into the truck they got seventy eight hundred dollars worth of stuff you got back five thousand well clearly even what we could say treat people how you want to be treated we know that's not the world the world is a very exactly. evil place yep. and so if you didn't have insurance you get zero dollars back yeah and so it's like it it's i think it's those kind of what if measures that makes people go Okay, but yeah, what if somebody hits me? What if, some, what if I'm not even in the car? My car's parked outside. Somebody's training a they little nephew in a 67 pickup. They mm -hmm. He's smashing the side of my car, completely totals it, drives off. I never even saw him. If I have no insurance because I'm just traveling, I'm just out here. Like, I just have no vehicle, can't get to work the next day. Ain't nobody giving me no money. I got to figure it out. Right, and I understand that, but that's also where you can... You don't have to pay insurance, you pay a bond. So you 
you put a certain amount of money that you feel that you're, you're going to need for um, for incidentals uh, or something along those lines. So maybe you put together, you buy a car that's twenty worth $25,000. Maybe you get an insurance bond that's worth $20,000. You cash it out in the case that something happens with your car or something along those lines. In the case where somebody's breaking into my car and they take my stuff and I don't get anything at all, here's the thing. If I'm paying insurance, I'm paying, you know, not to get too personal with everybody's business, but you spending probably anywhere between on the low end, I would say maybe $1,500 every six months. And then an additional $1,500 for another six months. So you spend about $3,000 a year on insurance. Now, how many times do you wind up using it? Hopefully none until you need it. I've been on my insurance since 2016 and I only used it twice. So let's just go with the easy for the sake of numbers. Let's just say 2016 or 2015 or 2023. So let's just say, let's just say 2003 or uh, 2013. Let's say 2013. So we can keep the math right. Um, so from 13 to 23, that's 10 years. 10 years I've been paying, let's just say I've been paying $3,000 for 10 years. Now let's do the math on $3,000. For 10 years, right? That's uh oh gosh, 10 years. Oh, so that's thirty thousand dollars, right? Thirty thousand dollars. I just got back five. Now, let's just say for the other one, I you know, I got in an accident or whatever, I got back another five. So that's ten thousand dollars for. $30,000 worth of insurance that I've paid for, for the coverage of more, but, but $30,000 that I've personally spent out of my pocket for insurance. And I'm only able to get back 10,000 where it should have been somewhere along the lines where I should have maybe got 15,000. Let's just say hypothetically, I was supposed to get 15,000. I only got 10,000 back out of the whole deal. I've spent $30,000 in 10 years, $30,000 in 10 years. And I'm only getting, I mean, of course it's more than that, but I'm only getting back a third, a third. And, and so, that's what I'm saying. I'm with any conversation that challenges it. I think that the issue that we all kind of get, you know, lost in the cobwebs with is your specific situation you saw a third come back mm -hmm. to you. Um, other situations may see none exactly. come back to that. Somebody else, right, and they're paying for it. But somebody else might get more. Somebody else might have just got it three months ago and then the car got stolen or the car got totaled and wouldn't they fall? And then next thing you know, they they got a check for 28000 It's like, damn, I only paid for the past six months. Yeah. So so obviously there's a you know there's a lot of space to play, you yep. know, within those numbers, which is how they get us because it's the the just in case thing. 
you never yep. know thing. Maybe yep. this will happen thing. Yep. But the question is, like you were saying with a bond, how many people, number one, if the bond isn't required, right? If it's not required, it can't be. Because if it's mm -hmm. required, you're right back to insurance. You're basically insurance. just yep. calling it something yep. else. So if yep. it's not required, people are terrible. And let me, I'm, I'm going to take that one off. I'm going to take that one off. It's not required. The 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 median in uh, the median um household income is mad low. Mm -hmm. uh, minimum wage is way low compared to what inflation is. Yep. Um, the unemployment rate, even though it's getting better, is still a problem. Yep. We, we won't even go to the other factors like we talked about dads being outside of the home and how that affects kids being on the streets and not having art and other activities yeah. to kind of blah, blah, blah. So you got all of these factors mushed in together. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with millions and millions of cars driving on the streets? Nobody has a license. Oh, let's say half of them don't have a license. They just have IDs. Third of them don't have insurance. They didn't get a bond either. H how do you mitigate? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with all of that to where it, it makes people safe? It makes the grandmother safe. It makes the the the, the first time driver safe. And you know what I mean? Like, how, well, how do you I'll deal put you with like this? I, I feel what you're saying, but I think the 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 idea of being safe is a false pretense it's like mm. we're we're um we're we're relying on the safety of an idea that someone's going to rescue us um if we have an accident i mean and in some cases yeah some cases it really comes in handy like definitely comes in handy in most cases we're paying far too much for car insurance and Absolutely. and and it's not even worth it's not worth it period yeah. it's not worth yeah. it because we're investing in something that we never ever hopefully we never ever have to use right it's like if right. i told you pay me it's like if i told you pay me um two hundred dollars a month and you know i'll come over and uh you know, check your computer every once in a while to make sure you ain't getting no viruses. <laughs> well, if you got a Mac, you probably ain't gonna get no virus at all. So you just basically right, right. giving me two hundred dollars every single yeah. month, and then you know, I just hope that you never get a PC and that you stick to the Mac, and then I'll send you a little, hey man, how you doing? Uh, how's your computer going? Oh yeah, everything's good. Great, 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 great. I'll check with you in a few more months. Make sure you send my $200. Do you think, like, it's like the idea of, man, you know what? I'm going to cook you some dinner. Uh, give me some money for groceries, and then I'll come by there and cook dinner whenever you hungry. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm hungry today, you know, but... I don't know if I'm gonna make it over there today. I don't you don't really don't need me. I mean, your wife is there, she got it. Like, it's all yeah. good. Send me some more money for you. Like, bro, how many times I'm gonna send you money? You asked me to, you know, you said you was gonna cook. Right. If I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Where's the 
No, what I get I'm it. Saying you're saying is, it's just like a, a waste of money. You're what you're spending my money on a promise that may never come true, which I get. And yeah. and 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 I, I know we derailed and got deep into insurance because I think we all look at yeah. insurance for what it is, but I yeah. see how it equates back to um the, the idea of the privileges that should be allowed um to us through the peace and friendship uh treaty and how it's kind of turned into like you said, just almost like racketeering. Like you're just kind of siphoning me for money. And what makes it even worse is that not only may I not get all my money back, the worst part about it is if I do happen to be stuck in an unfortunate situation where I find myself in an accident, yep. you might raise the rate. <laughs> like you're going to penalize me yep. for having a bad moment in my life with somebody, yep. you know, whatever happened, you know, yep. whether I was at fault or not, yeah. it still could go either way. Look, I had to pay, and, I, and I'll leave it alone. I had to pay my deductible for my car getting broken into, and it was on camera, bruh. On camera with a police record. I mean, a, wow. a police. Like, uh, I had to pay my deductible <laughs> to fix my car that uh, somebody else broke. That's not it. That's not it. America, that's, that's not it. Now I don't know if they do something different in other countries because I've never looked at the the automobile insurance. Oh, it's totally different. Uh, it's totally practices. different. Oh, it's so totally yeah, different. we we, we got to get into that, bro. I'm yeah. not gonna keep you any longer. I done had you on yeah. here over over two hours. I appreciate your time greatly. We have a lot more to talk about. Hopefully, Man, let's go back to the show. We got music to delve into. We got yeah. amp amp to delve into. We didn't even really get into all of the the ins and outs of you as a teacher. Yeah. I know we got more Moore's conversation because our people need to have the knowledge, myself included. I need the knowledge. I've I've done more research since we talked, so I yeah. have more of an understanding, but I still have uh, a long ways to go in the journey. So, but yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. you, my guy. I appreciate Absolutely. you. Your pod Absolutely. is good. And all the time. And all the time. Pod, Pod is, is good. good. Absolutely. All right, everybody. This has been episode 16. One with six my seven. <laughs> One six. My guy, seven bay. That's right. One six equals seven. Perfect timing. It all Perfect lines up. timing. It all Absolutely. lines up. It's numerology. That's all right. right That's, we'll a catch the next... That's a whole nother one. <laughs> That's a whole nother all one. All right, G. I'll holler at you later, my friend. All right, my man. Appreciate you. Right. Thanks for the call. Peace All out, right, bro. Peace. Yep.